Welcome back. Thanks for joining us once again on the Red Rock Sports Podcast. It is Tuesday, January 10th. It is a warm and beautiful Tuesday out there, which must mean snow is coming, right? I haven't even looked at the weather, but I can tell you for a fact it's coming this week. This week? You're calling it this week. Hey, that's about as good as the Weather Channel people okay. give you. That's good. Like, yeah, 30 to 70% chance at some point in the next 10 days, you'll probably get some moisture. You know, it is January. Yeah. I don't, so. Okay. <laughs> I was, so I was actually talking to somebody recently that had just moved from North Carolina. She moved oh, from the beach. Woof. Apparently, the beaches in North Carolina, fantastic. You can actually surf there. Didn't know that. Did not know you could surf on the East Coast. Uh, did you but tell them she to was, go back? Yeah, I did. I did. Oh, Perfect. Oh. Uh, well done. <laughs> but uh, she was like, does it? Does the snow just like never go away? Like, is it just here all winter? And I was like trying to explain to her how, like, no, typically it doesn't really snow that much when it's cold. It snows like in front of or behind a warm front and then it just melts away the next couple of days. I actually saw this is we have the second most days. Uh, of snow over a certain amount of inches that have been on the ground. Uh, I, I believe the last time it was more than this was like 2000. And I am just, I, I got to call out, you <laughs> know, what? on the news. All the of weird, the, that's a weird thing to say. All know, of the, the uh, is, it never does this. It never just sticks around like well, this. Well, well, this because they're not plowing anything. All these side that's roads, true. like, come on, run a freaking plow through there. The fact that I still have a three inch chunk of ice yep. in front of my house is ridiculous, mm. man. It, it, it's unnecessary. And I'm just waiting now for the next six inch storm to come. And it's going to be a nightmare. Do you shovel? Do you shovel your garage? And uh, so, so typically, I'm pretty lazy. I have a west-facing house. Oh, wow. So that makes it pretty easy. It does melt. So I will hit the sidewalks because I am that guy. I at least get the sidewalks. I also have a lot of concrete around my house. So it, oh, you're rich. It does, well, no, oh, just, you're rich. Yeah, yeah, I wish, right? I wish. But uh, so I will hit, you know, the pathways, the sidewalks, and then I'll just let the, the you know, let the sun do the work on the, the driveway. But I actually had to shovel the driveway because it was so thick coming out, we kept getting stuck trying to go up our driveway because you couldn't hit it with enough steam and then you're stuck in the middle of the driveway. So I ended up having to shovel that too. What about you guys? I know, Connor, you you live in a house, I, right? You got yeah, to... Uh, south facing, so it's always a pain in the butt. Yeah. I it wanna... never melts. Yeah, that, that stat about Colorado having snow on the ground, uh, your friend from North Carolina... My driveway is what she thinks Colorado is. Yeah, that is. Yeah, that it's, is accurate. It's uh, it's it's pretty interesting, and I I don't know. Does this mean I don't follow any like the farmers almanac or thing? But does this mean we're gonna get a lot of snow? <laughs> Idiot! <laughs> Idiot! Apparently, I, didn't, I didn't even know that was a thing until like a couple years ago. Someone's like, "Well, farmers almanac says we're gonna get a heavy snow." I'm like, "What?" Well, that was last I year. That was a joke. No, they're they're pretty right. Last year was supposed to be one of the quote wettest years on on uh, the last like 10, 15 years, and it was pretty snowy. I don't know if you guys remember. That's why I think your weatherman Connor is full of it i don't know i just report what i see on the news see i'm like i'm like the uh the messenger right i'm the middleman I'm yeah the but middle isn't it again isn't that all the weatherman's doing? i mean let's be honest the weatherman's not actually crunching any of those numbers or calculating anything no. they're just <laughs> no, pretty fake. you know the thing yeah. is no the thing is did you get like the the people like for the camera they're up there and they're looking all clean and they're looking all sharp and then when you have an actual snowstorm that's like dangerous and 18 inches the old man that's been there for 40 years is the one on the radio actually talking about the storm. Next time you see a big storm that's actually dangerous, it's not the same weatherman. So. Interesting. So that's how you can tell. That's yeah, how that's you, how you can tell. It's, it's legit. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. and if it says meteorologist, there is a difference between a meteorologist and just a uh, weather reporter, right? There is a difference. Uh, yeah, I guess I've never really paid that much attention yeah. to their titles or anything. There yeah, weird. Uh, did you guys catch Coach Prime last night on the uh, college football national championship? 
I did not. Deion did Sanders not. up in the booth, sitting next to uh, Nick Saban, a couple of goats up there. Uh, so does that mean you guys did not watch the uh, fantastic uh, uh, game the that was last night? I, I, uh, I watched a little bit, and then I was just like, why? Why would I watch it? I know. <laughs> and I actually got my wife, who she likes the NFL. She's similar to you, Connor. Her her uh, ability to comprehend football is at about your level. Where <laughs> NFL, it's like, oh, this seems so palatable, you know. But college football, the nuances to it, she just doesn't quite grasp, you know. Mm. Uh she, I got to watch. Doesn't like watching children as much. As I, I got to watch this game. Adults. I don't know. I don't it, know. It's funny because that's yeah. usually her excuse. She's <laughs> like, "It's a bunch of amateurs out there. They always make terrible plays." I'm like, "That's They're, what makes it fun." No, you never know. <laughs> Look at that Ohio State kicker totally botching that kick at the end of the game on the in the oh, semifinals. I want to watch that. Yeah, it's awesome to watch 19 year old kids completely see, ruin in the features. NFL. You never see. Super Bowls get blown out. Uh, Broncos Seahawks. Uh, it uh, never happens. Bronco, so, Broncos Commanders. Or yeah. <laughs> Broncos like five different times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so I get her to watch this game. I say, hey, it's the best of the best. It's the two best teams in the country. You're going to get a good game. Is it though? Uh, yeah, we made it 10 minutes in. And I was like, you know what, babe? I- I'm going to throw this on my iPad. This is <laughs> this is not. I could have told you. I can't do this to you. Do you want to watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? Yeah. Or what, what's yeah that's, I'll yeah, even watch some that, of it That you. was more entertaining. Uh, uh, so it is. It's disappointing when you are like me, a passionate college football fan. You want. This is the audience where everyone's watching it. And then they just absolutely. No, TCU I, comes I out am and totally excited for them uh, upping the amount of playoff teams. I yes. think that should get to more. Uh, parody when it comes to these, these yeah i've seen games. actually a lot of people on social media today like oh this is a reason why like why would you expand the playoffs clearly there's only a couple good teams like you want to know why you expand the playoffs so you make sure alabama makes it every year you need to make sure alabama's in the playoff every year it's just not the same without oh, you let's go hey hey see you Prime, baby watch out i'm not saying next year they're not going to make it next year's actually still just a 14 playoff uh the following year though is when it expands to 12 I'm just you saying. Watch. I'm watch. saying hey, there I, is a uh, chance. You see, I dusted out. I dusted off my CU shirt that's been in my closet for I, the last few years. I appreciate. I know. That, look Connor, at this. I, I appreciate it. Figured that, it. You know. What are we? Ten minutes into the show, you haven't even I, mentioned my CU. I know. Here. You know what? It just was. Connor's had that shirt Jared. since before he was born. Uh, I don't know. It still fits. False. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Although, did you guys? <laughs> I, I, my my dad when he used to buy like jerseys for me when I was a kid, he'd always buy the adult sizes and he'd go, "Yeah, you grow into it." And I like didn't understand at the time. Now I still have those jerseys, and I'm like, "This is." awesome because i can still wear my cu jersey or my broncos jerseys i had yes. when i was or a my kid. jay cutler jersey the jay like, cutler uh-huh. yes the jay cutler <laughs> the jay cutler well i use that one for softball i wear the jay cutler jersey during softball because it doesn't matter if it gets messed up i got a buddy that still wears an al wilson jersey see so, but that that's classic that's, that's classic. good that's a good jersey man yeah. man belongs in the ring of fame let's talk about that another day but uh the broncos unfortunately do not have anything more to play for this year uh rough finish to their season all they did to win the game but but that didn't help anything, won the but game lost the war that's right that's is there, right is there a war when the war was over Mm. No picks doesn't I, matter. Yeah, I think they conceded from the war. They w- waved the white flag yeah. uh, several weeks ago on there. But there are several teams that are continuing on in the playoffs, and uh, some pr- actually pretty good matchups for us this weekend. Uh, what's what do you guys? What's your what's your favorite matchup? What are you guys looking forward to this weekend, Connor? Uh, you go ahead, Nick. I believe in you. Okay, so we got Saturday. We got Seahawks Niners. Okay, let's be honest. That's going to be a blowout. That's going to be an absolute blowout, if you ask me. I think we saw the Seahawks towards the tail end of the season sort of fall off a little bit. When we get to it later on in the show, we're, with our Thrive Fantasy Best Bet of the Week, 
it ties into this game because I think that the 49ers, I like them, man. I like their chances even with – who do they have at quarterback? Do we know? Is it still Brock Purdy rocking? Yeah, he's 6-0. and Okay, but is Jimmy G healthy and available? I don't I think don't so. Know. Okay. I, I don't, don't know. believe it. I think I'm just Brock curious Purdy. if he'll even come back into into the player if they keep going with Brock Purdy. But I, I like I like the 49ers in this one, and I just I absolutely think the Seahawks are are falling off. Let's see our other matchups about, on the how weekend. How about the Jaguars? Yeah, kind of sneaking in there, yeah. a little back end cover. Uh, yeah, that kind of killed me though. I really really was banking on them choking. Although I did hit my bet betting on the Titans. I think it was plus seven and a half, but uh, did not expect that. Did not see that one coming. The the Jags making and as a Broncos. Fan, look at the Jacksonville Jaguars as your beacon of hope for next year. Okay, um, look at the oh, difference really? of this team okay. now versus under Urban Meyer. They were like an yes, absolute, just like the Jaguars. We drafted a generational talent at quarterback and uh, have hope for the future. Just just like the Jaguars. I'm saying there's a lot more. That generational talent was I there. The I year hear prior. you. They were they were they were the there. Coaching. The coaching, uh, the, the coaching switch, the team, the core of the team was largely the same. They turned it around like that. Uh, but you know what? I, I've heard that narrative kind of going around the media this week. I, I get it. I get it. Hey, we're just looking for a reason to hope, right? Like that's what we're doing. But at the end of the day, one of them is a a quarterback who's what in his third year now. Is is, is that right? Is uh, he third? Second. Just, just second. second. Okay. I think. So second year jump. I mean, uh, okay. All things being equal, would you rather put your stock in a quote unquote generational talent rookie quarterback making a second year leap or a what thirty six year old Connor, quarterback? Connor, that's dumb. I, I'm just Connor. Saying, what, what you said is really dumb. Is Everybody it, would it, agree with you. I know. So what I'm saying is, it's hard to compare, in my opinion. The jag what the Jaguars just did. I think did, it was a Broncos pretty did. straight lateral comparison. <laughs> a team that was the absolute worst team in the yeah. league last year. Minimal changes to the roster. New coach. They had staff. a rookie quarterback. No, okay, they had that's, that's, This sort of feeds into the obvious that the, it's the coach's problem. I don't know. You know, the, the issue is that Russ looks pretty good. I guess I don't know. It's. I, I, it's at a point where most people just I was I was relieved is how I would describe the season being over. I didn't really care. They still almost blew the game. They had that muffed uh, that muffed punt and I it it was expected. You know what I mean? And then come to find out that everybody got a game ball after the Broncos won. It's like everybody what, get a prize. What are we doing? What are we? Yeah, that's come doing. on. You don't get Rosberg, prizes baby. with a five and 12 season. Oh I mean, come on. Participation. Everyone tried hard, guys. Yeah. They all tried hard. Yeah. I don't know. The game that I'm looking forward to the most in the wild or in, in this round of games uh, is the Giants Vikings. So I've got. Do you guys know any Vikings fans? Any Vikings? Yeah, like I do. I do. They actually live in misery like you know we're, we we as bronco fans speaking as a bronco fan pretend like we've got it rough and we in in bronco standards we've had it rough but however the uh, i can't even remember his name the guy who missed the 27 yard field goal for the vikings to get them to the next round anyways that was a big one uh they've had a couple ones the one with case keenum where the the minnesota miracle whatever that was cool talk to any vikings fan and they are so ready to lose they're ready to be. They're like, hey, this they're is what's broken. Gonna, they're so broken. I've what been saying. saying for weeks that like I've just been waiting for the Vikings to get to playoffs, and they're going to absolutely get their doors blown off the first round of the playoffs because I, I look at a team that just they don't 
the way that they play, the way that they win. You know what it reminds me of as a college football fan? It reminds me of watching TCU all season long, where they just kept winning games that they probably should have lost, and then all of a sudden, the whole country got behind them and thought they were good until they actually played a legitimate, really good team, and they got their doors blown off. But look who the Vikings pull. The luck on the Vikings to get the Giants in round one. And hey, the Giants had a great season for their standards, for what we've seen in the last 10 years. Oh, really? I disagree completely. I would much rather play probably... Probably that I don't I mean, know. The Broncos beat the I'd rather Jaguars, I'd rather play the so. Cowboys and the Bucks for sure. I don't know if I'd rather really, play, really, you'd rather play really. The you would rather play yeah. Tom the freaking Giants. Brady yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, I'd, ra- I'd rather play up, Tom you Brady. You went to the Tom Brady, which is a valid argument, but I'm going to the to the Dallas Cowboys. You'd rather play the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I don't. I don't wow. really. I don't really think Dak has it in the sense of like winners mentality. Ooh. I just kind of think they they don't really they they kind of up and down. I don't really love McCarthy. Um, Tom Brady, like Tom Brady, they're eight and nine. The, a lot of their wins come from the possibly some would argue the worst division in the league. So if if you're see, I think you could sell me on you'd rather play the Bucks. Like I think I could buy that argument, even though it's Tom Brady and that is blasphemous. I think I could buy that, but I don't know about the Cowboys, man. I mean, they just to me seem seem pretty strong. Like I actually think the Cowboys might make a run at it this year. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Well, that might be a little too far. I don't know that I'll say they'll make a run at it, but well, I will who say do you favor in the in the NFC right now. I, mean, I would rather have. I uh, mean, obviously. Uh, uh, I got to see how uh, obviously the Eagles is what you're about to yeah, say. Yeah. Obviously the Eagles, obviously the Niners. I think, like I said, the Jaguars are hot. Chargers are playing pretty decent. Giants are pretty stout. And Danny Dimes hasn't really lost you too many games. You know, he's, he, he's, he's not flashy and his stats aren't great, but he's, he's at a point now where he's not going to lose your games. So. so if the Vikings win and the Cowboys win, unless I'm looking at this wrong, they'll, that will be the matchup next week. So you're telling me you would take the Vikings in that matchup, and they will be the one with the home field. Yeah, I'll I'll be go willing to take it so far as to say that I bet you the Cowboys would be favored in that matchup on the road. Oh, and I take them. I would take, I would them, take them as a one or two point favorite on the road in that environment. You're gonna tell me, you're gonna tell me, Kirko chains doesn't give you hope. Yeah, you know what? You've no. always been a hater on Kirk Cousins. You had the audacity, Jared, to say that he is a Baker Mayfield quarterback. That is that is what you said hey, earlier. Baker this. took the Browns to the See, playoffs. I had, I had to too. put Baker Mayfield Baker, in Baker there took still. the Browns to the playoffs, too. When one of them starts winning playoff games, you can tell me that Kirk O'Chains has separated himself, okay? I, I just I have zero faith in the Vikings. I wouldn't be surprised if they lose this week to the Giants. A, t- a team that's going to be hungry, hasn't been in the playoffs since that, that, that picture with all the, the the players that went on the boat with no shirts. This is the first playoff <laughs> appearance in this since that. I think that was like 2015, something like that. So we're going on six or seven years. A hungry team would not be surprised if they upset. I think the Vikings. What's the, what's the line right now? I was now? just gonna look at that real quick. The Vikings are three point favorite favorites at home. So essentially, so I like them to cover neutral. That. Essentially I, neutral. I like them to cover that. You do. I do. I really do. Um, if I was putting a bet on it, I would lean that. I, I don't. I would. I would stay away from this game both ways. But I would lean that. I. I just can't bet on the Giants in in the playoffs. I didn't. I. I thought they would back their way out of it. So I can't. I like the Vikings myself. to win. I think they get a lot of hate. I know that they sort of peak towards the 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 middle of the season. Anyways, that's one game in regards to the NFC. I'm looking forward to. I think the game. You know, I don't know. I, I'd like to say the Ravens Bengals. I just think Jackpot Joey. You know, Jackpot Joey, Joey Burrow, the man. Swag on swag. 
Give me just watching him play, man. Oh, it's and, sick. and no Lamar Jackson still, right? As far I think as he's I, 50-50. Yeah, and that's going to be a big difference. If Lamar Jackson's not in, that game's over. I uh, saw The him. line right now is seven for the Bengals, which would kind of indicate to me probably that they're thinking he would not be playing. I would think that line would be closer. And then we're, we're for sure that uh, two is out. Are we, are we fairly positive on that? Uh, I'm not. I could do a little research on that. Yeah, I think it's, uh, I don't know, three concu- is it three concussions? I think Great. it's th- I think it's three concussions in one year. I mean, do we keep playing football? Do we retire? This is from ESPN. It just says the headline says ESPN expect more clarity or excuse me, Dolphins expect more clarity from Tonga Vailoa Mostert later in the week. So oh, well. this, this is not. interesting. I just pulled up some uh, pro football focus stuff and uh, just, I'm just curious here. Okay, so I'm looking at the they have a thing called point spread rating for each quarterback remaining, right? So what's you know your point spread rating? It's just a way to quantify what Pro Football Focus says uh, who affects the spread the most, right? From a quarterback position, uh, Josh Allen's number one, Pat Mahomes number two, Herbert number three. But this is where I, this is what I think is interesting. It goes Joe Burrow, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, Jalen Hurts, all the way down there. At, at ninth, uh, I'm not that sh- shocked at that. He's, yeah? he's very much a system. I think he fits that oh, system really well. No, give no, don't get me, me wrong. Jalen Hurts is a great player, but he is perfect for that system. Oh my god, this is the same thing I've always said about Lamar Jackson. Super talented guy. We're but that seriously system. not going to account for his injury at all. The fact that this man is barely able. They said he was in major pain, and you're telling me Connor that that doesn't affect the ratings. At all? That's what we're saying right now. System guy that was what eight no. I don't know. Are we That's serious? A good, I don't you know. You guys are looking at me fo- with a straight face. I right don't now? know how Pro Football Focus does their point spread. Then why would you bring it up? Why just, would you disrespect well, Jalen Hurts like that? The first thing I look at when I open it, I thought it was interesting. The first thing you look right? at is Pro Football Focus is the I, expected point differential for quarterbacks. That's what you're telling me. Well, Here's, yeah, it's, it, it's on their team ratings. Oh. Here's the thing, though, Nick. Is like I don't mean that as an insult. I think that is a compliment to the coaching staff of the Philadelphia Eagles to recognize the talent they have and they have built an offense that maximizes so that's why i think his direct specific impact is maybe a little uh, bit lower because much. it's the no system don't tell me connor that's the last thing i want you to tell me is more dumb stats philadelphia might be a better uh look at uh you know a team that turned it around than the jaguars for us i mean they i mean they're uh they're a pretty good example too think about this last year they were trying to get rid of jalen hurts Everyone was trying to kick Jalen Hurts out the door. I mean, seriously. No, they, they weren't. They really were last year talking about how uh, is early, he be early. No, season? they Correct. weren't. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I no, clarify. they weren't. It was, yes. a, it was a very Justin Fields type situation where like early yeah. on in the season, and he then, makes a few mistakes. Everyone's just throwing him to the wolves. And then, by the end of the year, they're like, oh, wait, this guy actually yeah, is. Well, and then by the end of the year, break. it was kind of the attitude. I'm telling you, Nick, the attitude Tell by the end more. of the year was more towards like, yeah, this guy has some, he showed some potential. We're going to keep him around, but we're not going to go pay him right now and why now, would you that's now the dumbest thing you said all he's show gonna get paid why would you talk about paying a quarterback that's in his second or third year when he's got a year or two more plus the fact that's what we do we talk about things don't know don't you know that is the dumbest yeah. thing i've heard on no. this show <laughs> no in a him, while is talking about now. paying a quarterback on a rookie contract get him now before he gets his Spare mvp me. if he goes and wins an mvp look at lamar jackson Spare now me. he's gonna get way more money Spare pay him me. before he wins an mvp stop mm. you guys are out of so okay we kind of brushed right over what i 
think right may be the best match of the weekend, it, which is the Chargers and Jags. As far as just pure entertainment, I mean, this may get a little wild, a little some, some point scoring. You got Justin Herbert in there. You got you, you got the what, what what do they call him? Jar Jar Binks. You know, you got Jar Jar uh-huh. Binks at quarter. You guys have seen that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. This could be a good game, too. You guys, no interest. The look on your guys' face. You guys have zero interest in this game whatsoever. Well, I'm a little it's the closest spread. It's a one point spread. I'm a little hurt. I'm a little hurt. This is nobody things that nobody cares about. Austin Eckler totally screwed me in my fantasy league. So therefore <laughs> I am immediately pissed at Austin, Austin Eckler. I want nothing to do with him. Herbert's good. Well, you fine. must have been playing against him. No, I had him and I still lost. And uh, so he didn't screw you. He your team screwed, screwed me. He killed him. He screwed 17, me. Dude. I'm done. He didn't I'm score done. six touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I needed six touchdowns and, and I 300 all purpose yards. Yeah. And he didn't do it for me. I'm pissed. And then hmm. uh, Trevor Lawrence. He's not unlikable. He seems all right. He's the kind of guy that you ask to cheat off of in your statistics class for like a paper and and then proceeds to put up his hand or he moves the paper to the opposite side that you're standing uh, I, and do, and even when you ask him a question refuses to give you any I don't see he's that's the kid him. that if I play on the football team in high school but I also am looking for somebody for a little uh, <clears throat> party favor you know what? I think this is the guy oh, I'm going geez. for Jesus you know? Christ Jared. I mean he just seems like the the clean <laughs> kid that your parents look at but behind the scenes dude, this guy's a total slime smoke, ball smoking some some herb dude I mean I'm just saying he fits in he would fit in in Colorado this guy this saying. guy smokes cigarettes on you're like the top of the stadium like, like Midnight. He'd be best friends with uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yes, him and Aaron okay. Rodgers would give get him, along. Give him fifteen years, let him grow that gray beard, and that is and what he is doing. Ayahuasca Trevor and forcing himself do. to get diarrhea. That is that's what you're saying. Okay, uh, Aaron yeah. Rodgers is done though, right? He's not coming back. Did you guys see him leave the field with Randall Cobb? I did. Arm in arm. Th- oh, those wait, dudes he's are coming done. back. No. He's coming back. He's, he's done. not saying no to fifty nine. What is it? Fifty nine million. It's something absurd. Something he's like going to make twenty as an analyst somewhere. I yeah, mean, fifty nine million dollars. Yeah, but he gets hit a lot, and he has been very unhappy for a long time. And that team is not getting better. They're not going to be getting better next year. I think if he comes back, it's not going to be for for the, the Packers. Packers. I think he's going to force himself out, and I actually think he's done. I really think in his mm. his head, at least as of Sunday, he was done. He was ready to be done with. I it. mean, it, that might be the case now but add a little ayahuasca did you guys did you guys watch the game I think what game the The, the Packers game yeah the Packers Lions game I think he gets a lot of hate they're like I I was listening to some other show and they're like he's washed he's washed he's no longer a top tier quarterback he won the MVP last year what are we talking about? He had a broken hand. I think it was his thumb. Granted, he didn't play well. I don't necessarily think Christian Watson is like really good. I think that they've totally, the Packers have ruined the prime. They, they ruined Aaron Rodgers' career. That dude should have three, four Super Bowls, and I think he's frustrated. There's no weapons. Aaron Jones is fine. Aaron, uh, AJ Dillon, fine. But I just, you know, he's definitely not running, but it's kind of sad because he would have crushed on the Broncos. So speaking, and he obviously hates Matt Lafleur. Speaking of process. ruining guys' careers and and not maximizing their careers, there's been a lot of talk in uh, Denver Broncos. In fact, uh, officially, the Broncos have received permission and have met with Sean Payton, and he seems to be one of the leading candidates for the Broncos' head coaching vacancy. Uh, would you have the same sentiment about Sean Payton? Did he he went 15 years? or whatever it was, however many years he was the coach of, of the Saints, but he was there for many, many years with Drew Brees. They won one Super Bowl, had a lot of early exits, a lot of regular season success, not a lot of playoff success. Does does he excite you guys, or is he somebody that would you say the same thing, that maybe he's the guy that didn't get the most out of his players? I, I mean, this might not be a popular opinion, but I am kind of of the belief that I think head coaching is super overrated. 
generally speaking, it matters. Don't get me wrong. It definitely matters a lot. But to the extent of you coming have to off give, of what we just watched yeah, in the Broncos season, I, I don't even know how a, you can say that. Connor, you're a little off today. I, on the pod. Before you're a little season, off today. I honestly probably would agree with you. This season, more than any I've mm. ever seen, made me realize the importance of just the leadership of a head coach. The leadership of a head coach. Okay, so so I mean, I don't know. I, it's hard to quantify this. It, it, what are we talking here? If We're talking say, about does the coach matter? Hackett is the worst coach in the league by like a large factor. If you wanted to say that, right? Well, I would argue Lovey Smith and a couple others, okay. but yeah, but also other worst teams that have Lovie the same Smith record. There. Go, he um, won too many games. That's why he got fired. Well, not the most. Hey, is that the worst? The, is that? Did you guys see? Is that the worst interception attempt by any defensive back ever? At the end of the game, Davis Mills threw like they're saying a hail mary, but it was like a. 40 yard pass which i guess is subjective but throws a throws a pass the colts defensive back it was like disgustingly it's like what you would see in a peewee game where the guy isn't even close it's like two feet up they catch the touchdown only play i've seen worse than that is the jacoby jones raheem the dream catch oh so bad why you gotta bring that up? it was so bad anyways go ahead connor go ahead with your all right go back all right so so if you want to take the worst coach in the nfl on any given year Let's just say it's Hackett this year, okay? How many games do you really think if you put a league average coach on the Denver Broncos, how many more wins do they get? How many uh, more? Right, I can I'd say you, three and a half. I'd you give think, them three and a half. You think it's three and a half wins? I think they could be I can give you. I can team. give you... Uh, let's see. I can give you three games that the Broncos definitely four even. I can give you three or four games where the decision that Nat, uh, that Nat Hackett made the Seahawks game fourth and five. Not saying he would have got it. Kicked a sixty-five yard field goal. That's one. The the yeah. Colts game where we in, on a fourth and one. We Russell have Russell in the misses, shotgun. Misses misses the wide open. Uh, we also we also we also we also have him in the shotgun on a fourth and one with a minute and a half left. Quarterback sneak would have been fine. The Jets game awful. The Titans game which we lost to. I I believe it was Malik Willis a backup guy that literally cannot throw the football. So for the Broncos perspective, mm. four games, four games. And you're saying that those Broncos Ravens, four games thing. are automatically going to be wins. All four of those are going to be wins. You just you, asked how many games were affected. I think that it's probably, I think Broncos Ravens. J- 9 Chase, okay. So I, I would argue it's probably around maybe a game and a half two. I'm talking about league average coach to the worst coach. Okay. Um, so if it's a, and then Sean Payton, okay? If, even if you want to call him the best coach, what are we talking here? Like f- five wins would be outrageous. Like that would be such an outrageous thing for the same team and just a coaching change is five extra wins. That are would be really? an outrage. I'm going to ask Tyler. We're getting Tyler okay. Walsh on the show here soon. I want to ask him from a professional sports better's perspective because I think five games would be absolutely Hang outrageous. On, let me, he's right here. Let me bring yeah, him on. Yeah, let's do now, it. Time right out, here. time out. Before so we bring him on. up a first round draft before, pick. Before we bring him that? on, what you're saying is that the entire season, 80 to 90% of it was all Russell Wilson. That's what you're saying. No, I, I am that saying. That is exactly what you're saying. I am saying that the largest pers- the largest portion of blame for the Broncos season should go to the level of talent that is on the roster, which I guess you could go to George Payton. You could go to some John Elway team building before that. Yeah, Russell Wilson played really poorly. It all went into it, but I think the people over overstate what the coach is worth in terms of a, of a per-game basis. Oh, spare me. What's up? To- What's all right, up, yeah, get him on here. Get, uh, get, get Walt hey, hey, on you are, You've been out a couple weeks. Right. I think we need to tear it back <laughs> a little bit on this day. What's happening? We're here. What's up, Tyler? What's up? How are you, bud? Hey, guys, you, you, you heard this blasphemy around the corner, and you just couldn't, you couldn't yeah, stand for it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I heard you guys talking about... I, I Honestly, I'm going to be honest. I don't know the exact... Framing of the conversation. Okay. Well, before before you answer, Connor I, I want to 
isn't a bad coach and the coaches don't matter. I, I actually want to kind of tee up this whole conversation. <laughs> we're bringing Tyler Walji on. We're doing something a little special uh, here, something a little different. Uh, Tyler is, of course, part of the Woos Media family. For those of you who don't know, this is a Woos Media podcast. Uh, if you want to find other Woos Media shows, type in Woos on whatever listener you're on right now, W-O-O-Z-E. And one of the shows you will find is Tyler's podcast, which is Sports Betting Daily. What that is, it's pretty self-explanatory. It's a daily podcast about sports betting. But what Tyler does, it's not just about giving picks. It's about educating people like ourselves, like our listeners, about betting sports. Well, so we actually came up with a new weekly lineup. Okay. We, the show's only been going for about a year. Um, it's It's doing really well. We appreciate everyone out there listening because... I think people like the angle we have, right? It's not just picks. It's not. It's educating. My the goal is to get the average sports better out there, just to bet a little smarter. So here's what the lineup is: weekly lineup. Just quick plug. Is that all right? Absolutely. And this all is right. what this is all about. We want to cross promote no, on here. Quick. All right. So Mondays we're going recap for the weekend picks, recapping all the weekend picks. By the way, we give out uh, quick picks on Saturday and Sunday morning. So it's like games that I still see value in on the weekends, which is rare to be honest, but I get picks out every morning, Saturday, Sunday. If you want picks, listen to Sports Betting Daily every weekend morning. Can I just cut you off real quick? I love your weekend shows because so often these shows, you know, and I get it. Sometimes there's some deeper dives into some things. I too often wake up. It's 9.45. College football is about to start. It's that five-minute show. I can make my picks real quick, and I get in on it. They're never more than five minutes, and that's my most popular days. Yeah, which which kind of bumps me out because I'm like, I wish more people wanted to learn. (laughs) I wish more people were interested in the educational part, but you know what? It's okay because it's a Okay, when you were in high school, did you want to learn the information, or did you just want somebody to give you the answers? Very good point. Very good point. (laughs) But- if you want to learn the information on Tuesdays, we have a math theory approach. And it's a oh. it's a bit of a different show. So we don't talk direct sports betting. We talk probability, statistics, different math ideas, how to approach math. And it's really kind of an interesting approach on what a lot of people think is a dull, mundane topic. So those are Tuesdays. Uh, Wednesdays are... Uh, let's see here. Uh, roundtable interview. So we're going to have people on. Actually, you know what? I may replay some of this show on tomorrow's podcast as a roundtable, as an interview. You have my permission. Yeah, I mean, we may do that. Uh, Thursdays is is concepts. So like like parlays, uh, uh, buying points, um, forcing picks, uh, uh, hedging, sports betting strategies. That's Thursdays. Fridays, we do a deep dive. So you get to hear kind of what it's like to deep dive a game from my perspective. A lot of math, a lot of numbers, a lot of sociology we're trying to figure out what players are thinking what coaches are thinking what's going on outside of these articles we can read and that's on friday and then saturday sunday quick picks so that's the weekly lineup i'm sorry just real quick because i don't i'm not sure if it was mentioned but um for our listeners you probably already know tyler is a professional sports better he makes his living off of sports betting so uh when he talks about this kind of stuff only okay the mortgage Uh, mortgage. but when he when he mentions these type of things it's uh it would be fruitful for you to listen to them uh, rather than, yeah, you know, sure. most of us out here who he affectionately calls squares. 
Um, I don't in terms know. of the I've changed my sports vernacular. betting market. I think squares <laughs> is pejorative. I don't like to use that term. I, I say the public. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's even more demeaning to like to put me in with the public. Yeah, uh, that, like, that's actually like square, the biggest insult you, know? you could. You I thought squares me. sounded <laughs> bad. Well, while we got Tyler on here, let's let's lean into this a little bit, guys. We're all. Can we start with this? Can we start with this question that I wanted to ask Tyler? Yes. Yes. Well, well, let me let me tee it up for the audience here. We're all. I think we would all the three of us hosts of this Red Rock Sports Show. We're amateurs, right? We are when it comes the to public. Sports betting. We are the public. Okay. Well, we, by we, the way, that's ninety nine point eight. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. so we all we, we all lean system. on Tyler a lot uh, to give advice, to enlighten us, to teach us about sports betting. Frankly, I myself, I'm pretty new to this. Still, it's only been a few years since I really started getting into it. And there's a lot of nuance. There's a lot of things that seem so obvious to the public. When you talk to somebody like Tyler, you learn a lot. So let, let's let's lean into this a little bit. Let's talk to Tyler about a few of the things that we can educate ourselves, educate our listeners on on some concepts within sports betting. Okay. I do have some questions for you, Tyler, but right now, I, I, I don't know how much you heard of this conversation that Nick and I were just having. Um, I was trying to quantify in terms of if you wanted to call Nathaniel Hackett the worst coach in the league, okay. right? Um, how many games would you say uh, the worst coach in the NFL... Uh, replace him with an average coach in the NFL. How many games is that worth? Would you just like ballpark it? Like generally speaking, yeah, range is fine. Um, in, so not not to, not not to replug my show, the Math Theory Tuesdays. Right. But th- evaluating head coaches in the NFL is very very different than evaluating players. When we look at a player, when I look at Tom Brady, I can say he's worth. Seven and a half points against the spread. Right. If if the Bucks are five point favorites and he get and he goes out, they're now two and a half point underdogs. Okay. Right. I know that. And by the way, for everyone out there assuming that receivers and, and tight ends and running backs are worth a lot, the 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 the, the most valuable skill. Let's just put it this way: the most valuable position outside quarterback is probably a point and a half at most. Right. It doesn't matter that much. Okay. So. For players, disagree. It's like, what's that? Disagree. <laughs> well, you disagree. You can disagree, I mean, but you'd be wrong. I'd love to see how much money you've won the last five years. <laughs> <laughs> disagree. I mean, you can disagree, disagree all you want. As a matter of fact, I okay. need most people to keep disagreeing, yeah, otherwise perfect. the value for me evaporates yes. in sports bet. We need more Knicks. But so so that's how it works in evaluating players. It's very 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 clear. This is how much a player is worth. Coaching. It's a paradoxical approach. Let me tell, let me tell you why. Yeah, tell Connor what paradoxical means. <laughs> no, I'm sure Connor. I'm sure he knows what paradoxical means. But here's the here's why coach is different. A coach doesn't have a direct impact per points that you can evaluate on a per game basis because a coach has a meta effect that is exponential in every game. So when a coach changes things, let's say you get a new coach, you fire Hackett week six, new coach comes in. He doesn't just bring a new playbook. He brings a new attitude, new culture, new mentality, and that leads to winning or losing. I think all of us saw the Broncos this year. What was it, week 13, 14 plus? A lot of that defense was not looking like the defense weeks one and two, right? A lot of those guys had started playing at 85%. I don't think there's anyone who would really disagree with that, right? I mean, not every play, not every down, but you can see the difference in a team fighting for the playoffs and the Broncos on a third and one against the Chiefs, in my opinion. Right, you, you see a lot more business decisions being so, made, stuff like so that. So back to your question, when it comes to coach, mm-hmm. I think that it's such a tough qu- and I'm not looking to dodge the question, but it's such a tough question to answer because 
if a coach starts winning and everyone starts believing, I truly think the wins can be a lot more than you may think. And if a coach like Hackett loses the locker room, someone's chewing Russ out, you know, like a, like a, like, like a toddler, like a, like, like a child, not a toddler, you don't chew a toddler out, but like a child, right? Chewing him out, getting him out of We could use more chewing out of toddlers. And then, and then. We could in America, and then and then you get Hackett sitting there pretending like he doesn't hear it, right? Remember when uh, when when who was the D lineman? Uh, yeah, I can't Purcell. remember well, Purcell. Purcell. Yes, it was Purcell. He starts chewing out Russ, and and Hackett actually didn't hear it. They need a leader in there, and so if a leader comes in, starts changing the culture, starts winning, I think that the wins losses may be more more than, than you five. Would think. Well, five wins in an eighteen is a lot, season right? Is a lot. Connor's, trying, no, Connor's no. trying to go in a roundabout way about proving uh, his yeah, point. Yeah, I'm yeah, actually yeah, asking. I said before he came on, I said, "Give me an average coach with the Broncos." There's no way to quantify. I'm say what three and a half wins. They could get three and a half and more. Wins. No, that, that, that's a really good number because I said for the sake of this an, season, yes, that's what, what I said. For it's an average. Yes. Let, let's pretend. Let's say the Broncos brought in Bill Belichick before the season. Pass. Okay. Oh my God. See, this is the problem with the public. <laughs> is everyone's out on Bell? You know what? I'm not even going to go into that. Yeah, don't, don't even go into it. Let's say they bring in the best coach in the history of the NFL, which our producer doesn't like. Okay, to, to coach the Broncos. Well, according to Connor, it would be Nathaniel Hackett, because in this world, it doesn't matter. The corner, it doesn't matter <laughs> no, who the coach I said is. He could, he anybody could, he can, might be, be anybody can be an amazing coach. It doesn't matter. No, I'm just go saying on, the Connor, Keep going. Your takes are out of control. Your takes are out of control Let's actually not use Belichick, because maybe his ways, I would argue, maybe his ways are outdated. Let's bring in Sean McVay. Oh, Sean the guy McVay, the guy that just went five and eleven or five and twelve, whatever. Go, yeah, one go. of the worst teams, they sold all their picks. If you and Matt if you and Madden twenty three traded all your picks away, you'd be great one year, bad the next That's year. That's not how Especially I Especially if they are retired, Von Miller leaves. <laughs> yeah, I know. You trade you stock up your draft picks. Yeah, yeah, I, yep. But uh-huh. my point here is the Rams all it didn't take a genius to realize the Rams were not destined for success after last year. They were all in last year. Sean McVay is a I would say very good, borderline great head coach in the NFL. You don't get many of Sean McVay these Agreed. days, in my opinion. Okay, but do you think... So let's say Sean McVay takes over. What Connor, what Connor in, wants in, you to say preseason. is that... Can, can we let say, the man finish his point let's here? Let's say Sean McVay takes over preseason. I think the Broncos could easily have won 11 games this year. So with, with Connor's point... Yes, I kind of agree that you can get up to the five win. I know you're agreeing with me is what is what Connor oh. doesn't want you to say. Okay, well you know what, Nick, then I agree with Thank you. you. The, I would you actually get, get up, up to, to the, the five win range for this reason. Once it starts snowballing, once they start believing, and you have to add in the ability for an actual competent head coach to work with Russ, I believe they could have gotten to that point. That's my opinion. That's, That's what I think. But but that I so I think it could be that valuable, Connor. Coaching yeah, no. is different than players. For sure. I well, hey, that's that's a good point. You have ten seconds. Connor just talks over the mute. <laughs> yeah. He just you keeps getting louder. Right, you're, <laughs> muted. you're muted. Nope, you're muted. Go on. Next God, next. Producer thing. Soaps has some serious mute action over I here. I know. He's taking advantage of yep. it. This hey, is the well, first no. time he's really flat. Well, yep. well Connor's thinking that. Well, I, I yeah, yeah. Let him say something. Let him say something. Ten seconds. You ready? I can't even. Oh my goodness. Give the man the floor. You got ten seconds. Go. Um. Just to just to at least clarify, is it what we were talking five. about was five, not the best coach four. compared to the worst. I was talking about league average coach. So okay. I'm not bringing in a Sean McVay. No, All right, I go understand, ahead. and I get what you were saying, but I would say on average, 
it is more on that angle. Now, just for <laughs> all the listeners out here, we're recording like four hours earlier than normal. The level so of early. energy that Soaps has behind the producer chair. <laughs> I, I think we need to start doing this that's more that's often, guys. I think saying. the daytime daytime recording yep, is where I we thrive. I have a new segment to introduce to the show Perfect. if you guys would like to take it. Okay. So I also do a show called uh, uh, College Football Tailgate. Yes, yes. And, we, and whenever there's a coach on the hot seat, what does a hot seat mean for a coach? Your ass is getting hot, right? Mm. So mm. we have a drop for this. on the Nick, if you want to play, it's called Asses of Fire. And we play this whenever there's a coach on the hot seat. So you guys, if you want for a segment, you can take this and use this whenever there's a coach on the hot seat. Uh, hi, I want six tickets to Asses of Fire. <laughs> huh? <laughs> I don't hate it. We not might. bad. We it's not bad, right? No. It's not bad. But all the all the asses that were on fire are gone, right? I mean, yeah. it, which is a little bit of a dud of a. Right, you guys give me two seconds. I'll be right back. All yeah, right? No, no problem. Yes. No problem. All right. Uh, so I guess to get off the to get off the argument that me and Nick have here, uh, regardless of what the number is, right? If it's any number of handful of games, you love Sean Payton. Do you think it's worth? going first round draft pick plus additional compensation to get a guy like that when you can possibly get a above average coach for just paying them? So I have two points to make to that. First and foremost, no. Not in the Broncos situation. If you're in a different scenario and you're loaded up with draft picks, maybe. Maybe it's worth it. But the Broncos are depleted on draft picks. Their roster is not going to be what it needs to be if you keep giving up more draft picks. So no for the Broncos' sake. Secondly, I don't think it's going to take that much. I really don't. You don't think it's going to take a first-round pick. What do you think the Saints are going to do when somebody comes offering a third-rounder and that's the only thing they're getting? You think they're just going to sit and let Sean Payton stay retired? He's not coming back to the Saints, guys. I think he will not be coaching for the Saints again. It's going to be he Sean will stay as an analyst no. if he doesn't go somewhere where he wants to. So I think most teams are going to be scared away from that idea of having to give up this first. I don't think it's going to take that. I think ultimately it's going to be a mid-round pick, maybe a couple of mid-round picks to get him because I believe that the market is not quite what the Saints think it's going to be for Sean Payton. I think what's weird about the whole thing is I think the main reason for being no, again, from last week's show, I don't really have an opinion. I'm so dead inside from hiring <laughs> crappy coaches. I think what's weird is if they hire Sean Payton, does that mean... Fangio's coming back as the D coordinator. I think that's like the weirdest thing no, of, of the whole thing. I, I have heard on a lot of different uh, ends of it that this ownership group desperately wants to keep Ajiro Evero as their DC. If he's willing to stay, they want to keep him regardless of what uh, head, coach, the thing, head coaching job. Well, and the other thing he is might, J- you're right. Jim Harbaugh currently in regards to where he's going is a plus 225. The next closest is Michigan at plus 275. Meaning so he's the, the favorite to take the, the, the Denver. The Broncos team. are plus two twenty five. Right. What 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 I'm saying mm-hmm. is is that apparently according to one bookie site is that bookie Jim Harbaugh is going to go to the Broncos. That's Let's what, go. That'd be okay. So we got Tyler Walji back. We're going to refocus the conversation yes. back to sports betting. Uh, Nick, I know you had a question you wanted to ask Tyler regarding some uh, buying points, right? Well, no. My main question is: we all like to do this. We all like to buy points. A tease. We like to. Tease our bets. Nuggets minus three and a half. Take it down to one and a half. Let's go ahead and parlay that. <laughs> Nikola Jokic, twenty three points is the is the <laughs> minus one ten. Why would I not take it down to twenty? Yeah. Why would I not do that? So yeah. that's the main question. I think everybody likes to tease because it's it's the guaranteed well, payout. That's my that's well, my question. Nick's the biggest well, tease. Look, stop. <laughs> with, with, with teasing and buying points in general, it's not a good idea for this very reason. They just charge a little more than it's worth. So. 
I actually have a chart of what in the NFL I would buy per point or per half point. And it's always like, let's say I want to buy from, uh, you know, like a, like a six and a half to a six. It should be worth about, you know, seven and a half cents, maybe eight cents. They charge 10 to 15 cents. So it's not worth it. It's the same exact thing. The sports betting all comes down to what's it worth? What are you going to pay for it? And if you walk into a grocery store and they don't have any, and you really, really want like a candy bar and they've got one Reese's left and they say, yeah, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll sell it to you for five bucks. It's up to you if you want to pay $5 for the last Reese's Totally left. worth it. Totally right? worth so, it. So some people may say, yes, the, the job of the sports better is to look at the price and say, is this outrageous? Yes or no. And if the answer is yes, you don't pay for it. So it's, it comes down to, are they charging the right price? They usually charge way too much. Teasers, by the way, I'll give you a time. If you want to make teasers, I'll Tomorrow. give you a time where you can make teasers all the time. No worries. Sportsbooks will let you do this. Tonight. And you can make a profit and make a living doing this. It's called a Wong teaser because the guy who invented this a long time ago is Andrew Wong. So if you get a home underdog of two and a half and tease them up to eight and a half on a six-point teaser. And this would be specific to football. Specific to the NFL. NFL. To the NFL, yeah. To the NFL. You get a home underdog of eight and a half, tease them to two and a half. Uh, excuse me, uh, uh, plus two and a half to plus eight and a half. That's beneficial. Because you're crossing both touchdown and field goal. Exactly. See, Jared? That's what, I'm learning. This up. I'm learning. It's because it's you're crossing both the key numbers of seven and three. They're not charging any more or less. And so that's one time where you can always, no matter what, profit making a teaser. So that's how you should think about teasers. Can you move through key numbers to get what you're looking for? The other reason with teasers that you want to make bets, and Nick, look for this, if you get teams, like let's say you get a team that's minus uh, six and a half, and you see it going up and up in the market, and they're not changing it to minus seven, but instead a sports book is changing it to six and a half at minus 120, six and a half minus 125, right? You see this a lot because they don't want want exposure. Well, what now what you can do is they won't mark up for that price. If you have six and a half minus one twenty five, they treat it like it's, it's six and a half minus one ten. So you can now tease down to minus a half with another game and get extra value because the market says it should, it should be minus one twenty five. Yet they're treating it like it's a minus one ten proposition. Little things here or there. That's how you make a living doing this, right? You don't make a living just like picking winners, sitting on the couch and watching the games. You make a living understanding the little nuances and how to beat the market and the market inefficiencies, and that's how this all works. So, Nick, don't ever buy points. It's not ever worth it. I always buy points. Disagree. I know you do. Yeah, I disagree. I disagree. Disagree. <laughs> <laughs> so you've always steered me away from parlays. Not always. Most part, you steer me away from parlays. Most experts will. But every now and then, you'll throw out a parlay on your quick picks. Where, is, there a, is there a thought process? Is there a reason where you tie the parlays together, why you would bet it as a parlay versus individual bets? So when there's a parlay, you have to understand the math of a parlay. People think parlays give you extra value. There's extra incentive. They pay you more for making a parlay. That doesn't happen. All a parlay does is it rolls over your winnings from one bet into another bet. Right, so, right, so you're basically letting it ride. You're, exactly, you're taking you're all your winnings from the first you're, game, putting them all on the second game, and et cetera. You're giving the house, the sportsbook permission to let your money ride. That's all you're doing. The, people think on average you're making more money for parlays. So that's my whole thing is let's say you make a $20 parlay to make 1000 You guys do that ever? Yeah, yeah. 
course. I mean, why? That, that, I've that's, done it. That's I've like, done it before. <laughs> unfortunately, that I live a little too much on the, the twenty dollars parlay. Okay. So let's say you make a twenty dollars parlay to win a thousand. What people don't realize is that every win you have in the parlay matters. So a lot of people say, "Yeah, I went. I have an eighteen parlay. I'm seven and zero. If I lose the eighth game, who cares? Lost twenty bucks." I only bet 20 in the parlay. That's not true. Those first seven games matter. You're rolling your winnings over every time. So it's about volume, right? So I say parlays aren't bad. They're fine as long as you know what you're doing. But a lot of people just make these parlays saying, I don't want to risk a lot. I'm going to risk $10. And I'm going to make a four-team NFL parlay, a lot of favorites, and let's hope to win 100. But by the end of the game, let's say you take all these NFL favorites minus 300, Okay. By the la- and, 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 and four minus 300s doesn't pay well, so you may end up taking five or six. So let's say you're 5-0, and oh, waiting for Sunday night football, your sixth game in a 16 parlay. What's now going on? If you have a $10 parlay to win 100, you now have like an $80 bet to win 20 on the last game. You're telling me you wouldn't cash that out and take the money? Most people would. Okay, so that's the issue is it's like, why make the parlay in the first place? Or they may say, no, there's a cash out feature. I have DraftKings, BetMGM. I'll just cash that yeah, on there. They're never cashing out what? But what here's you the thing. Won. They, they diminish it. They're right. going to pay you. Right. They want you to cash so out. They That's want you to cash what out. They want so to do, let's right? say in this scenario, you're on leg five of six, waiting for the last game you want to cash out. You should make $80 because your bet now, theoretically, in the sportsbook is 80 to win 20, collect your 100. They're not going to pay 80. They're going to pay $57.50. So yeah, you may cash and say, who cares, Tyler? I, I made $37. I'm not pissed about it. But if you make a habit of that, that's just horrible money management. That's 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 exactly it's the American what you're way. You're you're doing mm. things that aren't beneficial to your to your pot to, to, to your wallet. So it's not good. I know I'll just add, I know one instance, because we've we've talked a little bit about this before. One instance that you have always supported a a big, massive, high odds parlay is on those free bets. If you can, you well, always have, bets, you've yeah. always told me, hey, if you get a five dollar free bet and you are allowed to put it on some sort of like eight leg parlay, whatever, go nuts with it. Like that's well, when you should do that, it. You know, everything that I do comes down to math, and that comes down to a an idea called expected value. So if you look at EV, which is easily calculated, anyone out there listening right now can type in expected value to Google. Look in, look up EV. That's what free bets come down to. When they give you a free bet, here's the thing. You don't make the money back for the bet that you've placed. It's a very tricky situation. Sportsbooks know. Like sportsbooks know how to use math. By the way, listen Tuesdays. Today we did a very interesting show on my on my show, Sports Betting Daily. Very interesting, like how math has worked into this stuff, right? So Connor, what did you think? Like some like how how would you have used it? Like in the past, how would I have used a free bet in the past? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we talked about this, I'm sorry. For oh, before I'm sorry. Before we talked about this, yeah. Wait, what did you uh, think? So of, what, what did I, you what think I about free thought, bets? What I had yeah. thought, just off of whatever I, you know, my ignorant viewpoint was, I should go use that free bet for like the most sure thing bet that I can find. Like even if it's a minus two fifty or whatever, because like I'm gonna get some of my money back. Jared, how do you use your free bets? Uh, yeah, they I mean, give you fifty free dollars or ten free dollars. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take something where it feels like a, a lock, right? That's the the term you always hate me using. Uh, so, <laughs> how do you use free bets? I take the highest possible payout. So that's what you should do. Yeah, so, no. she's doing so that's what I do now. After right, talking so to so you let's about get back this. to that. Okay, so it's, I it's, it's called expected value, and what you want to do is maximize 
your return because you're really not risking risking anything yourself. Right. So if the EV increases with every big bet you make, that's a good thing. Now here's the here's the here's the fine line there. You don't just want to make these like big bets because not all bets are created equal. So if you get a ten to one bet and over here, or you find a ten to one bet over there, in my opinion. Those 10 to 1s are really different. So you don't just blindly make these huge bets. You want to be strategic. But what you do is what what producer Soap said. Essentially, I know this is a weird phrase. You go for broke. You make a big bet. Try and hit big because it's a free bet. Now, you don't want to look at it as free money. I'm already broke. Or anything like that. <laughs> Joke's because on the house. <laughs> we don't want to get in the money. We don't want to get in the habit of like looking at money that way. But if they give you a $10 bet... Hit, you know, I, I wouldn't make a five team parlay. What I would do is, is like a, uh, I would not also do a first touchdown score. I oh, would, I love those. I would go so to good. like a Premier League game, like a Premier League soccer. And if you get an underdog that's going to keep it close at home, in Premier League, they do tie home away. It's a three team, three way underline. You can often get a good home underdog for like plus 300 that has a good chance of winning. That's the stuff I like to do, right? Um, or watch a game live. That's a really, really good chance. I hit a bet. I'm not gonna. Okay, not a little, little brag, little brag. The other night in the in the Green Bay game, you're watching, you're seeing the game plan. They're targeting Alan Lazard over and over and over and over. Third quarter, end of the third quarter, fourth quarter comes. Green Bay is down. They need a touchdown. They're getting in the red zone. Up pops on DraftKings net touchdown score, and they have. Three running backs, a tight end ahead of him. I'm going, how does Lazard not have value here? So that's another way you can spend those bets. Live. I know Nick likes to touch them bets. And live touchdown, I saw value there. So live betting is another way to do that stuff. So uh, we got one or two more or what? Yeah, speaking of live betting, this is this is where I like make a living in live betting. And it when I say make a living, make I a lose living. most I of my say. money by live I betting. Lose my living. Help me out yes. here. I, you know, that's something that I don't hear a lot of experts talk about live betting. Do you stay away from a lot of live betting? No, or no. do you have some advice for me for live betting? Well, I don't have a lot of advice okay. for you because the well, at least the way Because I I'm a lost cause. I know. I know. <laughs> at I least know. not that you can <laughs> condense down into this like it's but, less but I know you've talked with me before, Tyler, about how live betting presents an opportunity with potentially weaker markets. All the right? time. So. Yeah. I would say about 60% of my bets, if not 65% are live bets. I do a ton of live work. The key with a live bet is the sa- it's the same exact approach as a bet before the game. What does your outcome say? What does your percentage say? And what are what does the market say? And what I do for my prediction process, people think the more you know about sports, the better you're going to be predicting sports. That's wrong. What I think is the more you know about probability, statistics, the, the the prediction process, the better you'll be at this stuff. I think predicting sports is very much like predicting the stock market or predicting the weather or predicting if a 35-year-old male will get in an accident as an insurance company, right? They have to predict these things. That's how they come up with insurance rates. Yeah, like a risk adjuster. All of Yeah, <laughs> exactly. A, a, an actuary. All of these people are doing the exact same thing I'm doing. I'm just using it for football. So to me, it's about the prediction process and the development of how you get there. And and, and am I answering your question? I know I kind of yeah, went yeah, off on no, a tangent no, there. Yeah, it is. But that, but that to me is, is how I do everything I do. It's less about... Look at the the, the green. This is a good team playing a bad team. It's a, it's it's more about just give me their stats, give me their data. I take data from 
all these different sites, right? And I do what I do with it. And I say, based on all of this, I don't give a damn what their team name is or what they're doing. I take the stats. It gives me an output. And there we go. One of the things that I, I find a lot when you find a, a heavy favorite early on goes down. Goes down a score. You've said this before. Yeah. And it's like, boom, now this line just moved. Now my nine and a half point favorite or ten and a half point favorite, now it's a three and a half. And they haven't even touched the ball yet. Or maybe they had one three and out. They gave up a score, maybe gave okay. up a field goal. So so what you're saying here, just to clarify, is if you bet a favorite, they go down, you see value now because they're cheaper than they were pregame. Exactly. This is really an interesting approach and idea because that all matters on how those points were scored. Let's say you have an under let's say you, you like a favorite, but they're minus seven and a half. You don't want seven and a half. That's a risky number. You want to wait. And let's say the opposition gets the ball and runs the and, and runs the opening touchdown or runs the opening kickoff for a touchdown. It's like, come on, that's a little lucky, right? Fluky, we can all chuck yes. that up. It's a luck, fluke. Naturally, the price is going to come down. Now you've got value. Okay, my opinion, that's like, let's jump on. But if you kick off, it goes out of bounds for a touchback, and they manufacture a drive looking amazing, you go, oh, shit, they look really good. Then it's maybe not the time to bet. So how those points are scored matters so much. So that's why live betting matters. You watch the game, see what's going on. If you're watching hockey and somebody chips it in from mid-ice, and it like goes to the goalie's legs, and then they get a power play goal, they're up 2 nothing. Are they really up 2 nothing in the point of statistics, or can we find some value because the market says, well, we're going to price this like it's up 2 nothing like any other game. So watching live and reacting on how points are scored is really important in live betting. Hmm. Right. Anyone else got anything else we want to throw at Tyler? Nada. All right, Tyler. Nada, thank you so much for joining us. You got to stick around way. for a minute, though. Okay, go, I'll go. stick around, but I have one thing I wanted to bring up before I leave. I was at Outback today. OB, classic. I, you know, I'm an Outback guy. Oh, uh, tough. Mm. How yeah. you're not getting them as a sponsor yet? Wrote out. <laughs> sure. We need to work so, on this. <laughs> so I was getting some food to go, and there was someone at the bar having a conversation on speakerphone. And I wanted to see where you guys rested with wow. this. Now, now to I give like some it. context, it was only us at the bar. Me and this guy, and he was sitting across from me about 12 feet. But he was on speaker. Uh, in a public place? That's yeah. a big no for me. I mean, I in my weird. office, I get yelled at. I work in an office. I like to take my calls on speaker. Then I can keep my hands going. I can do that. The, the people in the office are, is around me, they hate me for it because I'm a loud person. If you've listened to this show, you've probably picked up on this. <laughs> no. I'm a loud person as it is. You put me on speaker, something about it, I feel the need to shout back at them. So it's already bad enough. But in a public setting, like I'm trying to watch a game, trying to have my own conversation, and I can't help but just hear you. No, that's so, a okay, big Okay. I tend to actually side with you, Jared. I tend to agree with you. Like it, Something about it just kind of irks me, right? But then I start actually thinking about it, and I'm wondering why. Because if there was two individuals sitting there just having a conversation, why is that any more inherently rude than having a conversation with somebody on a screen? Like, isn't it the same thing? Yeah. So I so guess, why? Well, I guess you're, you're right. I don't know. So, just, so what? If two people are sitting there having a conversation because, at the bar, because say, you had a wow, choice. Guess what? I was at the bar today, and there was these two guys, and they were talking to each here's, other. Here's why. Here's why you're wrong. But no, I'm serious. I'm, I'm curious. Where is the difference? The then? difference is the difference is is there is this thing called etiquette, yeah, where when exactly. you hear people, I don't know if you've heard of that word, Connor, but what you do is when you've got someone on speakerphone, they have no understanding or bearing of what's happening around them. Generally, people are talking. The bartender will come up. You'll see that the people next to you are having a conversation or it's like a mom and her daughter. And what you do is you kind of match volumes. So you'll match volumes with people that are 
next right. to you at the bar. Right. So when you've got the guy on the on the speakerphone, yeah, man, let me tell you about my reality. <laughs> I have a problem with that because the guy who is not now there, about, unfortunately, unfortunately, is not there to square up the room. So, so what if they're wearing a uh, Bluetooth? That mic? I don't care about. Okay, now, oh, okay. Th- now I have one problem. You said you had a problem. I, had a, I have one problem before Speaking. I go. One last problem, Jared. Nick, I wrote this down. I wrote this down. You hear that? Yeah, it's real paper. As we there get my paper, really I wrote paper. this down. Write it down. I heard Nick say about Russell Wilson before I came on, quote, the issue last week was that Russell Wilson looked so good. Yes. I heard you say that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yes, did I, did I pick one uh, uh, quote out? Am I isolating that? Yes, I am. But Nick, let me ask you something. Was, quote, the issue last week was the reason uh, Russ, the issue last week was that Russ looks so good. Is that because it doesn't fit your narrative that it's Russ's fault? Correct. Because Russ looked good last week. Why? Because for the first time, he didn't have some candy ass. Last game of the year. Nothing to hold back now. Here's why. Because if there's one thing we learned on this show today is that the coach matters Zero amounts in regards to a football team's success or failure. Didn't we learn that it, they mean a lot? We a lot more? We don't know. Nick's he doesn't being sarcastic here, and he is, uh, he is taking my uh, point I had to the extreme. Sarcasm. Yes. To Sar- where sarcasm. Uh, it's not what I said. In yeah, the I mean, it's just... You know. I just thought it was funny when Nick goes, you know, the issue last week was Russ would look so good. I go, no, no, no. That's the issue with your narrative, Soaps. Correct. Is yes. that Russ looks so good mm-hmm. because you know what? Mm-hmm. Russ next year, put it down now. MVP. What can we get for some MVP? What can we get? All right. All right. right. You are crossing the line. He's muted. Get out of here. We got spicy chips. Yes, we do. And we're going to get to that. I'm excited. For all you listeners out there, if if you learned something, if you appreciated hearing Tyler's takes, his a little bit deeper dive on sports betting, please go check out his show, Sports Betting Daily. You can follow him on Twitter, SBD underscore pod or find him on whatever listener you're listening to now just type in sports betting daily every day he comes out with the show great picks for the weekends good deep dives throughout the week All tyler right. we appreciate you joining we'll us. talk to you guys soon no right. you gotta stay don't go anywhere don't go anywhere you have been a part of this oh, challenge for okay. those those listeners are you doing this of, now out, yeah we're, we're doing, doing it now. right now okay well here's what i'm gonna do just for the people watching because we're gonna post uh some of this on uh some of our social media platforms um i may be walking around so i'm gonna set my mic down i'm walking around and making sure this is good. I'm in the Buffs hat and the white hoodie for those uh, looking for the sexy person. The only sexy one here. Mm. That'll be me. Tough. So let me get this going. But yeah, I'll be here for some commentary. Tell, yes. hey, tell, tell the listeners about... I don't want to call it like the greatest comeback in sport, but oh, we'll some, get, some <laughs> we'll like to we're going to go top to bottom here. So uh, I, I just got to put this up. So for those listeners who haven't been following us all football season long, at the beginning of the football season, we started what we called the chip challenge. Okay. Yep. This is related to our sponsor, Thrive Fantasy, and their uh, betting platform for you guys who aren't Can familiar. Can we thank Thrive Fantasy, yes. by the way? Great friend of the yes. show. And thank everyone out there for signing up. Like whenever anyone hears the, the, the promo code red, goes and signs up it really helps out this podcast and woos media so it's so awesome to see everyone out there 
doing that and taking advantage of the promo code. Yes, and through the course of this uh, this challenge that we were doing, we really did gain some traction with listeners getting on to Thrive, utilizing our promo code RED. Tyler just mentioned it there. When you use that to sign up, it's good for you too. Yes, it's good for the show, but it's good for you. They'll match up to $100 when you deposit it if you use our promo code RED. And if you're not familiar with Thrive Fantasy, basically what Thrive Fantasy is, is it's a daily fantasy sports betting website or app similar to a dra- uh, DraftKings or a FanDuel. Only the difference is they focus on player props. Very unique approach to it. Different than what you see on most platforms. It's a lot of fun. We've been having a ton of fun throughout the year. Each week we make our picks uh, uh, on Thrive Fantasy for our best bets. Connor? Connor ended in first. Let me, let me add one thing. Let me add one thing. If y'all out there like to make parlays, go to the house props. What you can do is make uh, player prop parlays. One of my buddies who lives in California, who's also a sports better, I met him in school. He emailed me after I told him about Thrive. He's like, dude, how does this company exist? He goes, they're going to go broke. And he couldn't understand it, right? But here's the reason. Thrive Fantasy treats these player prop parlays as a fixed payout system. So they treat every player like their parlay or like their uh, 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 odds they're offering are minus 110. Now, let's say you go to DraftKings and you see like a, uh, 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 you know, whatever it is, uh, uh, Georgiev over 26 and a half uh, saves. And it's like, okay, on DraftKings, it's going to be minus 130. Thrive Fantasy is going to treat it like it's minus 110. So if you get Georgiev over the saves and you throw in another one that's minus 130 on DraftKings, they're going to treat those two like it's, it's two minus 110 bets. So right. I get these people texting me just saying it's worth it just to honestly make these bets because of the market value. So again, I, I hate Going to, back to what you're talking about, to, the value. I, but, it's but, great. And that can be boring. And the average person doesn't like to hear market value, seven cents here or there. But the, the point is... It's so much more beneficial because the average person out there wants to do this. They want to make a $20 bet instead of going to the movies, and, and, and that's what that's all about. So that's another way to look at it. Okay, so Tyler was a part of this show enough that he has actually more picks than Connor. So I almost feel like we should make Connor. But that's even because he would give out like five doesn't matter. picks. Even though picks. Connor took first place picks. You in this picking. challenge... I think Connor should be the one having to eat this oh, chip. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, Spoken uh, I, I didn't like finish saying loser. this. Facts. This Facts. chip challenge, Spoken by the way, loser. this chip challenge is loser. the loser of this will be, which we're going to be doing today as we finish up the show here, will be eating the chip. And Connor can show for those watching here. Uh, it's the chip. It's supposed to be like the hottest chip in the world or something. I don't know. I hope it's this crazy. chip is just There's so There's like weak. three levels of packaging just to ensure that you don't accidentally touch this because it is so hot. It is so intense. So, Connor, you took first, but I feel like you should have been disqualified because you made so few picks. You finished the the season eleven and two. Okay. Connor is ne- further proving that Connor is never here for the show. Honestly, guys, <laughs> honestly, I have to give it to you, Connor. That's impressive, dude. Eleven and two. Eleven and two yeah, in these picks. Giving out one pick very, at a time. You very guys were good. throwing very out good. five desperately. I was up. desperate. I was desperate. desperate. Yes. Tyler, Tyler came in second place at a very respectable fourteen and six on the on the season here. And my man, my man, Nick Sopris, behind the ones and twos, he has been behind the eight ball. All season. Taking out. We bounce. He back. has been in last place the entire season. All the way up to his very last pick last week. So last week, I went in one game ahead of Nick Sopris. I took Patrick Mahomes over 285. Eh, loss. I took Derrick Henry under 92 and a half. 
Eh, loss. Not looking so good. We got to Sunday. Nick Chubb, over 78 and a half yards. Ended with 77. Oh, that stings. That stings. So I took three losses on the week. Puts me to 500 at 10 and 10. Nick went into the week at 9 and 7. He has four picks, okay? Russell Wilson, over one and a half. Touchdown interception. Nailed that one. Puts you at 10 and 7. Mahomes, over 285 and a half. Missed that. Whatever. So puts you at 10 and 8. Zeke Elliott, over a half rushing touchdown. He did not. So we're at 10 and 9. We sit at 10 and 9, and Nick Soper's threw one more. He decided to throw one more in last week. Christian McCaffrey, over a half touchdown. Your boy came through for you, buddy. I got a couple things I want to say. I got a couple things I want to say. people to thank. Yeah, a few people to thank. First off... I'd like to thank Christian McCaffrey for not getting hurt. Uh, secondly, I'd like to thank Tyler Walgie for having me on the show. Hold on. I li- I'd like to point out. Stop. You're muted. This is my, this is my, yes, this is my acceptance speech. Um, and then thirdly, I'd like to thank Connor Holzkamp for never being here so I can shine. And then fourthly, I'd like, like thank, I'd like to thank Jared for just absolutely blowing it. And then again, I choked, to quote, I choked down the stretch, guys. <laughs> to quote Kanye West, a lot of people asked me what would happen if I lost the, the, the hot chip challenge. I guess we'll never know. Oh. <laughs> we'll never. All right. So um, I just want to, can, can I read yes, this? Yes, please. Dear God, All right, please. So, uh, I'm already sweating by the way, guys. I'm like getting clammy now. <laughs> this is one chip. Uh, so you were supposed to eat it. Show your, show your tongue to prove you eat it. I don't know if we need to see your tongue, but we're good with that. Uh, eat the chip. Now, the key is how long can you last before you have to take a drink or, or eat something? Uh, Are you quenched, Jared? According to their... to make sure. We'll be... So according to their chart here... They have, if you go one minute with no drink, then you are powerless. If you go 10 minutes, you are powerful. So I'm going to split the difference here. I'm going to say five minutes. You are a Red Rock bet fulfiller. Okay? So you got to go five minutes. Okay. No, and, and why you're uh, experiencing your pain, maybe I'll take so let's once again, Let's yeah. once again set the stage. So Jared this year lost the... Well, what would you guys call it? The Thrive Fantasy Challenge. Yes, the best bet challenge. By the way, give us a give us a uh, a little bit of a shout out. ThriveFantasy.com, promo code red. If you go there, you can uh, you know participate in all this stuff too. Hundred Thri- up to a hundred dollar match. Up to a hundred dollar match if you put in the promo code red. Thrive uh, ThriveFantasy.com, promo code red. So Jared lost the Thrive Fantasy Challenge this year. Therefore, he has to eat the chip. Okay, time okay to and, uh, I got to put something out there though. The fact that you give a ten minute time frame. This thing, I'm thinking this thing's going to be nothing, man. The fact that you could even have 10 minutes and last without a drink after something hot, I mean, come on, right? Right. Well, 10 minutes is a lot, so we're going to go five minutes, right? And if you can't make it, that's okay. We'll just make fun of you. Better rub right? my eyes now um, before yeah, I... Yeah, no rubbing ship. your eyes, okay? So uh, let me just... Uh, let's go here. So they have a little thing in here. Insert what to expect, okay? Should we talk... Why don't you talk about this after I... Let me go ahead and eat the chip, yeah, and you can tell me... Let's then, open it. Be careful. We're not going to touch... Uh, then you got you can be narrating. Yeah, and then, and then what we'll go. do, uh, just so you guys know what we'll do, wow. is Jared will start eating it. We'll outro the show, and then we will have the rest of it. Reaction, we'll get the, we'll get the reaction. Go oh, ahead. All right, this. we're waiting. Whoa! Oh, it's dark. It, it is dark. <laughs> it is dark. All right, so it, it has. Uh, hang on. Hang on. I got to start quenched. I'm on camera now. All right, so it has Carolina camera. Reaper pepper and scorpion chili pepper in there. Now, as you uh, start eating this, I'm going to say what to expect. This is what it says. No, no, Step no. Let one. him eat it. Eat the whole thing. Eat the whole thing real quick. Eat the whole thing, Jared. Yeah, eat the whole thing. Okay. Yeah, all right. He's so eating. step one is a tongue takeover, apparently. Step two, shock the senses. 
Step three, surge Already of sweating. tears. Surge of tears is going to be. So we know Jared is in step three when we see the surge of tears. Okay. Uh, a jolt to the gut is four, and then voltage over. His tongue is load. blue. Um, now I mean, got, it I got, is. I've got a beer ready for him. Boy, it is. Uh, yeah, what do you feel? Insta sweat. Insta sweat. That no, Jared's. But it's like so hot. It hasn't really even like hit me. Like I can feel the tingling, and it's just sort of building and building. Okay, the tears are starting to get there, <laughs> and the more I breathe, oh my god! I... <laughs> now let me ask you, Connor and Did we uh, put soaps? a timer on this? Yeah, yeah we got a timer. Yeah. On. Connor and Soaps. Do you guys remember the hottest thing you've ever eaten in your life? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, what was it? It was a uh, spicy. You. you got twenty spi- seconds. A spicy Cheeto. That's it. That's your <laughs> hottest. Yeah, I can't handle. Whoa. I mean, no, that that's pretty hot. Connor, what's your hottest? This is uh, torture. This is straight up okay. torture. Like, I was trying to kill a little stuff that you do not ever do. Don't like why? I, I'm picking so up Jared's camera. I'm gonna get a close I, up here. I had a pretty large uh, Sorrento pepper from a friend's garden once. It's awesome. And I'm so it's ha- not even in the mouth. It's in like the back of the throat. I'm so happy oh. this is happening. <laughs> how, how much time sure. are we at? He's on step three. Search how, here. How much time are we at? Uh, we are at. He he has been uh, one minute. <laughs> oh oh so, no! You need four more minutes, pal. Sweet. Um, I was gonna try and push for seven better. minutes. It's gotta get better, right? Much like life, it only gets worse. <laughs> Boy, guys, I don't know. I, I don't know if I got it in me. It's like, it's like a adversity uh, thing. Like I know that I can handle. Grab his water. I don't know, water. guys. I don't know if I can. He's gonna have. You got to make it two and a half minutes. How about that? Yeah, right, you guys keep talking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, his you know. his bald head is just beating sweat. Yeah, I think you think Jared in hindsight was the best for this because you can see the sweat coming off that shiny head of his. Yeah. Okay, no, what's step, what's step four? <laughs> you know, one thing that concerns what is step me. Four? No, 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 no. Jolt to the gut, so you should feel it in your stomach. Oh God! Point. Nobody told me this was gonna hurt <laughs> yeah. my stomach too. Yeah, yeah. One you thing might that concerns be, uh, me. I wanted to see Hackett <laughs> this nervous when the Broncos were on the verge of not making the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> if if Hackett didn't look like this, there's a problem. Right? He didn't care. My enough. lips are on fire. <laughs> your your teeth are blue. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Well, I'm questioning I every decision I have made in my life. <laughs> no, no, no. Every, right every pick, every pick you made up to this point. <laughs> every, uh, where are we at? Where uh, are we at, guys? I don't think uh, I got you, to uh, thirty. You have been uh, two minutes. Oh God! One I, more, what, five, three minutes technically. Yeah, you got. You, you get three minutes to tell yeah. your Red Rock Sports bet fulfiller. Uh, you could do this. I know you can do it. You, you're. Sure. Uh, yeah, just uh, Jared. Just just think of the uh, the courage that you had each and every day in front of that microphone, right? Oh my God, uh, I want to give in. I want to give in so bad. No. Let's give us some questions. Here's Jared. the thing: is it's not going to help. That, that's the problem. Well, and here's the other reality of the situation. Do you want to hear a fun fact? Yeah, let's can, hear a fun fact. You? This is a really fun fact. My hands are tingling. Was that one of the things? That's step nine. Jared, fun fact: when you plug a cord in, like right here. The the the, wire, the 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 you already the, gave us this yeah you already oh, said that, like, yeah that was okay, a bad how about this one when oh. when you see waves in the ocean what you're seeing is actually the water's not moving yeah much. the water goes up and down the that's water whoa. doesn't move at all whoa no, no, no. I know that people true. think the waves move the the water's moving. passing out one of the stages water like on there that's step it's twelve the energy moving water water's making circles so water goes up in the wave comes back down circles in, in like the deep ocean. And it just makes big circles. What you're seeing is a transfer of energy. Woo! Energy. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. All right. He didn't care at all about that. I'm it's trying good. to distract him. Uh, you have now made it three minutes. Two more minutes. I can do this. I can do this. We can get there. Hey, we the the the, the <laughs> show goes on. Everyone needs to make some best bets of this week, okay? Yeah. Thrive Fantasy week. Best Bets. And okay. it needs to be focused on the the contest. The contest you will find if you go on to Thrive Fantasy Best Bets. It is the wild card salad Saturday challenge okay oh, you'll find that as one oh, of the contests oh. connor didn't follow instructions and now he's got to 
rethink it here. Um, no, no, you got to let me get this out because I need to spend a minute talking and hopefully this will... Th- Saturday this Wild Card pass. Challenge. This too shall got pass. It. Okay, I talked earlier. We started our talking our show about the Seahawks and, and the 49ers game. I think the 49ers are going to stop them, okay? This is going to be domination. You might want to adjust my microphone because like, I feel like I'm getting loud and I'm getting <laughs> I can't. Oh, my God. I can barely even breathe. Okay, so I'll, I'll make my pick. Can I pick. ask a question? Is the, you know, go ahead, Nick. Yeah, I'll make my pick. We'll start there. <laughs> well, I was going to ask a question real quick. Is the 49ers' recent success because of the quarterback or the system? Uh... The system, hundred percent. The system. Look at Brock Purdy. Jim, Jimmy G looked good in that system. Right. I mean, come on. Okay. Come on. Uh, I'm gonna go Christian McCaffrey, and we'll have to figure out what we do for the second challenge. I don't know. Uh, over eighty-one and a half. Maybe another chip. It's hard to say. Somebody else should have to endure this. Nope. Uh, eighty-one and a half rushing yards and reception yards. We got a dab here. We got a dab. Okay. He's got Chris McCaffrey <laughs> over eighty-one and a half rushing and reception yards. Uh, I'm gonna go with our old boy Noah Fant. Under Noah, Noah can under. Point five total receiving. Where, where am I at here? Where am I at here? You're at three minutes, three and a half minutes. You have, no, you're lying to no, me. No, you have thirty seconds left. Uh, I'm gonna go Noah Fant under point five total receiving touchdowns. What do you got, Jared? Okay, I am taking under <laughs> Geno Smith two hundred and forty five and a half passing yards. They ain't doing nothing. They're getting dominated. Go San Francisco under two hundred and forty five. Russell Wilson MVP next year. Russell Wilson MVP. Can I please, for the love of God, take a drink of water? Yeah, five seconds. Take a look. Right. Wow, you look like shit. <laughs> this is great. All right, well, let's talk Nuggets next week. Top of the West, baby. Let's next go. week, we're going Nuggets. Nuggets hard. Stay tuned. Uh, advice? Don't do it, guys. <laughs> the chip challenge, it's not worth it. We'll post this on our social media, at Red Rock Sports 1. Make sure you check it out, all right? And that's it. Timer. Jared wins. He's got it. Give the man a drink. I just want beer now. I just need beer. <laughs> Thank you, guys.